Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, oh. Hey, girl. Hey. She's back, y'all. They were like, we like Mandy, but. They like, liked it. Everybody, one girl said that. They was like, this episode was dope. We do miss Shanti, but I said, heard you. Heard y'all. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Antoinette. Mandy did so good. Of course she I did. I had Mandy on here talking about politics, and she was doing it. I said, man, Amanda, a lot of people wrote me about that. They were like, yo, Mandy on politics is usual. I said, I know. She did it now. She killed it. Talking her shit. She has such a good perspective. Yeah. We're talking her well, shit. Don't underestimate the god. Don't I underestimate know. the kid. I said y'all got her fucked up. She fucked everybody's head up. She said I think she was a a missions person. She was out here preaching the word of the Bible. <laughs> what? Did you you ain't listen to the episode? No. You need to listen to like the first fifteen minutes. I said what? She said yeah, girl. Because I when I was the mission something, and she was getting some kind of sashes that counted as being holy. I don't when know. When Mandy was? She was <laughs> a missionary? Yes. I don't think she... Was she a missionary or I think she... I don't know. What's a missionary? <laughs> don't start this fucking episode with this kind of... Uh, that's a mercenary. No, she was not a mercenary. <laughs> no, she wasn't a mercenary. Okay, that's good. That's, that's amazing. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's amazing. No, yeah, she was a missionary. A person sent on a religious mission. Wait, Mandy once- was? Yes. It's making so yes. much sense now. Of course she was. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> At it first does. it didn't. And then I was like, oh, shit. I love that for her. Got it. She loved she God and like Jesus a at, a, at one point. I don't know if she loved it, but she did it. Tricky. I got to talk to Mandy about that. You Mandy, do. What happened to your relationship with Jesus Christ? <laughs> Is he still talking to you? <laughs> Every she day. Like, Bitch. <laughs> you know what talk spoke brought life to my soul and spirit? Beef. Antoinette's not mm. going to watch this, which is very unfortunate. But I devoured that series last week when it came out. I just something told me that it was just going to be good. Just, Why am I not going to watch it, Shanti? I don't know because you said the allegedly, allegedly, because you love that word too. Allegedly, uh, the boy Chow, the artist, one of the actors out in it. David Chow. Chow. Chow Hold Chow. on. Blue, if you don't, did you hear that? I didn't. Go ahead. That's not my David focus. Ch- you can bring that up if you want to. All right, go the, ahead. The actual series is some of the most beautiful work. Funny. Just multimedia. There is artwork in it. His artwork as well as is featured in it. Great sound, uh, soundtrack, great writing. It was a lot of fun. Not fun, but it was it hit me to see an all Asian cast. Like everybody was Asian except for 
the she's not a villain, but like the AKA bad person in it or the uh, problematic person. They were all very problematic. That was another thing that they were all very problematic. Just bringing life, humanity um, to these Asian folks. I it brought language and brought feelings up in me that I feel that it, it was really wonderful to see acted out and feeling really relatable it's just it's so so good and it came to me at a time where I'm feeling really nihilistic feeling really hopeless in a lot of ways feeling deeply flawed in a lot of ways and to see that beautiful beautiful story about humanity about what it means to be good about what it means to be bad it's really interesting that David Cho is coming up with all of this stuff with that being the theme of the um of the of the series I'm listen I would say watch it I I hands down it's just really good and they have um they have this I forgot about this song but they have a, a scene where Bjork song comes up and what is the name of her song? I think it's love is love is everything. What the hell is this song? But they, it, it brought me back to this song that she um, has. Let me get the exact love is all around. If you have never heard this song, I'm not going to give you guys the lyrics, but if you're in a space of like, Grief, if you're in a space of feeling a little hopeless, of feeling a little disappointed, if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling unrequited in a lot of ways, I suggest you go in a place where it's quiet or where you're walking, you have your headphones in and you play this song because it's a beautiful, beautiful prayer and reminder and you may not like Bjork I personally think she's amazing but I say tap into those lyrics and just let it sink in and they played it in the song and I was like damn I forgot this damn this is timely I I just I love it I'm curious and I'm sad that you're not going to watch it but I'm curious as to what other people thought about it um it requires I think a lot of a conversation so if y'all listeners are out there, a lot of folks responded um, online. I would love to talk about it because it, it deserves it. Um, aside from that, aside from walking down the street, listening to Bjork, maybe crying. Um, you know, I had a, a very long week. The weeks are just long and busy and you think that you're going to slow down on the weekend but it just doesn't happen um I wasn't able to record last week because something came up with a friend and it was really um annoying in a way but I was happy that I could I could help her and it was around childcare, and kids always remind me I feel like I haven't been around little kids in a really long time um but they're such a great reminder to kind of be present and to slow down. So although it was, although it was unexpected care that came on me, I was, I was grateful for it. So I'm, I'm just sitting and feeling grateful. I'm sitting and feeling 
trying to again hold the duality of feeling sad at moments feeling um again disappointed around things but also really really grateful for for my life feeling grateful for the opportunities that come up um and yeah just just trying to hold that without swaying either way but that's what's going on over here y'all listen to that song watch that show how are you um i feel like i was like on a i was in a really great place when i recorded with mandy today was a very hard day i'm trying not to let it be what my narrative is but today was a very hard day And full disclosure, it's been very hard recently. There's a lot of things that I'm juggling. um, And then there's just a lot of stuff going on at home with parents and all kinds of stuff. So just trying to manage those things and be there for folks while also maintaining boundaries and being honest about what my capacity is um, isn't, isn't, and it's really hard. It's, that's always something really hard for me to navigate of, in terms of like the people that I love, how much can I, can I show up for them before it depletes me? And they've showed up for me in ways where it's probably depleted them. So I should return the favor and it's just this vicious Mm -hmm. cycle. So that's been a lot. Um, and yeah, today I was really overwhelmed and I was, I was, I even took an edible. So get ready. It's about to get tricky. I took an edible because my nervous system was like shot um, from just my day at work. I had a lot of calls with upper management, with HR, with all kinds of stuff. Not that I'm in any trouble, but you know, a lot of, let me pick your brain calls. How can we fix this calls? Um we want to check in with you and make sure you're not leaving calls. And um, it's a result of a really unsustainable workload. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm being very vocal and clear that it's unsustainable. But it's sustaining. <laughs> it's unsustainable. But the shit keep on coming mm. now. And every, mm-hmm. and like, I had a hard stop. I have a hard stop every Wednesday. We'll change it to Thursday since we're changing recording days on my computer. And they just, doesn't matter. Book right over it. It's like, and then I, you know, the person that I work with, I looked up and they were offline. So this literally wasn't going to get done unless I handled it. So here we are. That's, that's kind of what's been happening. And in my mind, I'm, I'm giving it, a couple weeks to subside until I'm like, no, I'm logging off. If you don't have what you need, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then just dealing with those consequences, mm-hmm. whatever they may be. I don't know, but it's, it's been difficult and it's been, it's back to, um, not getting up early, mm. not taking the cold shower, you know, now they the can't walk. afford therapy is out. Yeah, no, no, hell no. Mm. Now they can't afford therapy is out. It's like I'm getting on social media right away in the morning to promote that. And I hate that. I really liked not getting on and just using it as like, you know, this thing that I'm 
I promote, I get on and I get off, you know? So I need to get back to that. Um, I need to, because I feel the difference. I'm not, I haven't, I only worked out, I worked out last night and even that just felt, it just didn't, I just, I'm not activated as much as I was. So that's a little bit disappointing, but I still feel good about things. I still feel like I'm making progress with my boundaries, but I am absolutely overwhelmed in every way with work, with, um, podcasts with, I've been actively trying to be more social and that is exhausting. And with, um, just researching stuff, I feel really, I don't feel prepared for this episode at all. And I think that's giving me anxiety and I need to observe what's coming up for me in that of like, it's going to be okay if you make a mistake or if you need to take a moment, you know, or if you need to say, Hey Monty, edit that out. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of sitting with myself as much as I'm not, I'm lying. <laughs> I want to sit with myself. You're going I don't to, have time it's on my list of with, things to do. Yeah. It's another For thing real. to do at this point. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll say I'll save my other update for the next episode. Slow and steady, up and down. That's just how it goes. I'm still up. I'm not down. I'm just, you know, I'm in a bit of a, I need to, a, a bit of a, what is it called? I need a, a, what is it called when something's in the street? It's a, something's in the street and you got to maneuver around Obstacles. it. Detour. Oh. It's a little detour. Obstacle was better. Very good. Well, oh, also, why am I not going to watch beef real fast? I'm not watching beef and I'm sad about it because everybody said it was great. But something in me, I don't like it. Um, David Cho, Chow, I'm not sure how to say his name. Um, he has this resurfaced video um, where he's talking about basically sexually assaulting and forcing a minor that was a black woman, black girl, excuse me, um, to perform oral sex on him. And the way that he details it is gross. I've read the transcript. I've not watched the video because he wrote Twitter to get it off because he paid for the rights to have it back so that no one else can use it. And he said it on his own podcast and kind of bragged about it. And then he decided to say that, oh, no, he fabricated the story um, for shock value. But even still, that's fucking weird. And he was so detailed that it doesn't feel like it was for shock value. And I'll let the listeners go and Google it if they want to read the transcript, but it's gross. And I don't have time for shit like this. I really, I don't have time to watch anything outside of succession anyway, but like, yeah, no. He, I mean, I read that too. He said he, it didn't happen. It was for shock value. He did it at a time where he was really, it was years ago. He did it at a time that he was really fucked up. He said and admitted to it and I, and apologized. Oh, I didn't find and, this apology. Well, yeah, I can send you a link. Apologize. Said no, it was fucked great. up. Okay, said it was good. weird. Said he was was recovering from his own sexual abuse that, you know, he's dealt with mental health issues. And all right. Well, then that changes that some things that for me. Was crazy. Um, 
He's yeah. not. I'm not he's a not, cancel culture person, so that does change some things for me. I did not see any of that. I mean, so. I, again, the 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 whole the the questions that they're asking or things that they're presenting in the whole series is around what is good, what is bad, who's a bad mm. person, what where do we make these decisions? What happens when we are yeah dealing, reacting, reactive, moving from a place of trauma? It's, it's, I, I would be sad if you didn't watch it. I understand, but it, I think it's a really good piece, something to, to consider. And he's not, oh, he's a important part of it, but he like didn't write it or direct it or have, um, the, the, the main characters are my boo, Steve, fucking boo, Steve and Ali Wong and the, I think it's really a story about Ali Wong though. I think she it's actually around her experiences um, to do some more research. But when I watched interviews, she was definitely a part of the creative process and writing and, and the direction of it. So it'd be a shame if that shit got canceled. That's all because that dumbass. That's all. But um, welcome to another episode of Around the Way Curls. This is Shanti and Antoinette. If you are new to our podcast and have been listening for weeks and enjoy it, if you've been listening for a very long time and enjoy it and have not rated, subscribed, or shared this podcast, we ask that you do so, please. It helps us a lot. It helps us in our visibility. It helps us to be seen and heard by others. We would really appreciate it. And if you would like to see our faces, Please join us on Patreon. Become a patron. It's a monthly subscription. I'm actually have some dates lined up and some people lined up. A while ago, I asked you guys what kind of content you would want to see, what extra content aside from our weekly podcast on Patreon. And a lot of people said business stuff. Um, so that I can provide. So I, I have some people that I admire, some business folks um, that will hopefully share their experiences with you guys coming up on Patreon. So stay tuned for that and um, become a patron so you can watch because it's going to be exclusive. <laughs> no, but only if you're a patron can you see it. So finally, we have some real exclusive stuff coming up now. What do we have? <laughs> We're like, <okay>. Exclusive. <laughs> So. I think I said something wrong too in the when in my updates. I heard it was like, wait, what? <laughs> but I kept going. We're doing our best, okay? Slurring our words. <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna take a break and um see you on the flip side of this advertisement. Goodbye now. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> And we are back. I just want to say how Shanti is carrying me this episode. <laughs> <laughs> she just tried to Ali hoop me something to talk about first. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, man. You bought the tickets, child. Um, I did buy tickets. Um, and the person that I had in mind was like, well, I'm out of town. It's like, oh, you had one job. You do not cooperate ever. And I hope you're listening. <laughs> um, yes. Erica Badu and Yasin Bey formerly known as Most Deaf, have a concert and, and other notable guests, <laughs> according to Erica. They got a concert this summer, child. This is straight off the heels of 
Jill's anniversary 20 it was really 21 years but they missed the 20th so they just called it the 20 year anniversary um <laughs> I think it's the year I think it's the summer for the hoteps I think it is I think it's the summer for our generation the 2000s what are we 30 40 plus 35 plus this is our fucking summer of concerts okay so we should bring our head wraps out put on our cowrie anklets and oh i would like a cowrie anklet would you (laughs) (laughs) yes and get back out there this summer and talk about the man (laughs) i want a cowrie anklet and i want i want like a cuban link anklet so bad a thick cuban link i got i listen um, I'm here for it. The Roots lineup, Philadelphia Roots concert is lineup. You we, listen, it's Lauren Hill. It's all them niggas. It's all the hoteps. It's going to be a lot of probably um, <sighs> lots of of what's the called grimacing on the stage. There's going to be a uh, lots of comments and ideas that we may not actually align with, but we're going to support. Stop. <laughs> you don't know. Dave that. Chappelle's gonna be there. Laura Hill's headlining. Diddy and the Roots. Shout. I wanna see Diddy and State Prop. State like Property Saucy State Property Reunion. I'm City hyped. Girls, which is a th- I don't care. interesting. I listen. Have you seen them live? I like those girls. I, I know really you do. do. You saw Carisha's new. She looks um, fabulous, as my godmama said. Amazing say. in that um magazine spread date property are you fucking kidding me young guns beanie siegel freeway Petey. they bring they bring a Petey out wow that's gonna be isley brothers i'm telling you we better bring our fucking sage and our marijuana our problematic thoughts around homosexuals and the (laughs) feminization of men and have a good old time because it's hotep season you understand this is the hotep summertime it's our time our time to shine kids (sighs) Brittany griner i think this is very exciting shout out to Brittany. i hope she makes a lot of money from this is working on her memoir about her russian captivity and the unfathomable experience that she had it's coming out spring 2024 she must have started writing that joint while she was locked up because that's Shut around the, the corner. Up, please. I think First she of was. All, she probably most people have someone else write it. They dictate she it. Had, someone she else was writes. probably scribbling some shit down in there. <laughs> no, like she, I was born in 1982. Everybody needs, <laughs> everybody needs to cancel Shanti. Dead ass. Dead ass. Get her out of here. She playing. That lady ain't been home but for five minutes. And you she, already I'm making fun of her. her. I'm not making fun of her. She <laughs> got her shit about the drop 2024. That's you give good course. shade because you give shade that people will still like you. You're so fucking endearing and sweet and Shout funny out and to Brittany. <laughs> Cut her. Brittany looks good too. Brittany out here. I love it. Have you ever watched this? Is not on here, but have you ever watched um, Sex Diaries on HBO? Shanti, I don't have any time. Again, I'm gonna repeat this. I don't have any time about to watch in the anything past, else. You could no, have I it. never do. I don't. Succession, Game of Thrones, that's it. Snowfall. Well, has any, if anybody's 
watch that. That was a really, I'm going to bring it up on another um, podcast because people are really out here living interesting lives and it's really well done. I really enjoyed it and I think it was only one season and I wanted, I want them to bring it back, but y'all should check that out as well on HBO. Oh boy. I don't want to talk about any of this for real, for real. <laughs> I don't. It's All right. really, um, are we going to talk about succession? Do you take it off of here? I did take it off there. Cause I felt like we talked about it already on last night. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love you. Shati said no one, nothing inauthentic. If we already <laughs> spoke about it to... in private. It ain't going <laughs> on this fucking. And I said last night we got to stop cause we're potting. So you really don't want to talk about all I know what you want to say. Go ahead. You lead the way with how you feel about succession. All right. What time is it? Monty, this is where we need you to come in and tell people what time to skip forward to if they have not watched succession, because this is heavy spoiler alerts around the way curls community, heavy spoiler alerts, Monty, tell the people where to forward to. Okay. Please skip to the 34, 46 mark. If you don't want to get spoiled. Succession is the best thing on television right now. And I know I don't watch a lot of TV, so that's very presumptuous of me to say, but I feel that I am right. This show is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. The character development is incredible. A lot of the character development is not on the page. Folks are picking up this amazing script and creating whole characters with whole backstories full beings in real time and having real relationships with one another on screen. It is. Yeah. So people call it like a dark dramatic comedy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a, I guess, but I don't know how to define it because it's absolutely a drama, but it's also so real and so compelling. And it's so funny. It's it's so funny. And then there is so much comedy in it. It's not like you're going to be laughing out loud. But you're you're it's like you're just watching life on screen. I have to say we have not talked about this. Logan dying off camera. This is the lead of your show. Dying off camera is brilliant. You did not see him die. He did not give a farewell speech. You didn't really even see his body. Instead, you had to deal with all of the aftermath and all of the people who were around him by happenstance. And that is how it happens in real life. Mm -hmm. Boom, out of nowhere. You just get this call and your whole world is changed. It's rocked. And then you have the kids stuck on the boat having to deal with their, with their reality. And then you have him stuck on a plane having to deal with his own reality, all dealing with like, the very real realities of the moment. And they're not in any control of what's happening as much as they think they are. And it was just like life. You see these kids, that was, give them Emmys now. I mean, you the way that they're dealing with this, and they rehearsed it like a, like a stage play, they said. It, it's just absolutely brilliant. The work that Kendall does, the, that actor, I forget his name, He's he's nuts. I mean, he's a method actor that never breaks character, never does anything. And so like then you have Logan, who's this stage actor who wants to rehearse everything. So him and Kendall have this rift in real life of like how they approach 
the work. And that is exactly what the rift is on television. So it's it's just brilliant. You have, what's his name? Kieran Culkin, mm-hmm. who his favorite. physicality. Oh, I, I think he's mine too at this point. His physicality is brilliant. He throws his weight around. He has no care. His, his feet are always on furniture. He's always just slamming down on things. And he talked about how he does that because there, there's no consequences for his actions. Of course, he throws himself around. Of course, he throws his weight around. Why? If something breaks, somebody fixes it. I mean, it's just like Tom, Greg. You have Greg who's like this larger-than-life human but he has to physically figure out how to appear small, how to have this like very tiny persona because he's so insecure. And you see that change, you know, throughout the show, depending on who he's speaking to and who the dynamic is. And then you have Tom, who's just brilliant. He literally has different voices for when he speaks to different people. Yeah. When he talks to Shiv, yeah. he has a higher pitch voice. Yeah. And when he talks to Greg, it's lower because he can assert his power over Greg. And then you have Connor. And Connor is the unsung hero of the actors of that show because it was never written on the page for Connor to be this aloof kind of... what? Is, how do you describe... He's insane. He is clinically insane something's wrong with this guy and that was never on the page something's wrong with all of them clearly something's wrong with all I've of them actually of all of them like, connor may be the sanest out of <laughs> right. all of them which is the which is the shit that really even even uh, even um roman and jerry that love yeah. connection that like weird sexual tension was not in the yeah script. the fact that you revealed that some of that. it wasn't scripted that that came from the the um actors so much inspiration is like shanti you got to get into this like behind the yeah, scenes stuff i do and all of the interviews and because when you, you will have such a greater appreciation for what's happening in totality from the cinematography the music is amazing the music is perfect slaps. for this show it's perfect the fucking intro slaps oh. Dun. yeah it's so good. Logan was actually supposed to die the first episode. He was supposed to die was, the first episode in the season, but he was such a strong character that they kept him in He was supposed to it. die in the first episode? He was or supposed the first to die season? like early. Like he was early. supposed to die. Yeah, and then the whole show is about to be about succession. Yeah, but he was he's it's such brilliant. an energy and you can feel him being gone. Like you can, it's yeah. palpable. His absence is... Mm-hmm. He's amazing. And it, I miss him. And it, it's interesting, too, because you still feel his presence because they've done such a good job with the character mm-hmm. that, like, even the set design is a character. It's Logan. Mm-hmm. When you're in this space, this is Logan's empire. When they were in his apartment, you felt him so present. You felt it's like, oh, it's just so brilliantly fucking done. Good well, job. it's going to be interesting to see how these siblings... um how this all plays out. Do you want predictions? Because I was right about Logan okay, dying. What do you predict now? Was I say I was right? You were right I about said that. it on his podcast. Okay. I predict that Kendall is now going to turn into this killer that Logan wanted. Remember Logan saying to Kendall, you're just not a killer. And he took that in. And now 
that move that he made to put out this bad PR about his dad and not tell his siblings, that's the killer instinct. He's like, I'm about me. I'm about this company first and foremost. That's what I think. I think Roman is way too wrapped up in the camaraderie of his siblings. Like he's never had it. He's wanted it. But he's skeptical of it. There's something, he has a gut feeling. They all are. Yeah, but I feel like he he wants it, but I think that he doesn't know if it's possible. I think he feels, I don't know that he's completely wrapped up in it. I feel like he knows, some part of him knows that this isn't fucking possible. And I think that that's probably one of the saddest parts about their dynamic is because the three of them all of their strengths together make them super powerful that's why kendall may do this fucking 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 kendall fucking gonna fucking take over everything but he's he's gonna fuck up because of he's course the he worst is. when he does that power trip and thinks that he you know was the man he's what awful. did frank t- what did Frank say to him? He said, but you've been doing so well. Exactly. That's what he said. Siobhan. Also, I'm remember just... when you asked me about the princess thing? Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking about Kendall. He was talking about Jerry. Because remember, then Jerry oh. comes into the room. Okay. That's who he said was going to mess it up for him. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just going to be them. Um, I don't know if. If they're not serious people, I don't know if any three, if if any one of them can can do this. They like need to band together, and I don't know if that's even possible. I don't know, but I'm curious as to what Marsha's gonna do. I'm oh, curious as to so Tom. Good. I feel like Tom. Tom's gonna join with Kendall. I don't know. I don't know what about Tom's this, this up baby with Kendall. though. This 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 baby thing and Siobhan not. That's gonna be the tension. I don't, he, I don't I don't know that he'll link up with Kendall while if he knows that that baby's coming, but he's definitely going to I think he's linking up with Kendall. And I don't think I think uh, Siobhan isn't going to tell him about that baby. You don't think she's going to keep the baby? We also don't know if that baby is his. I said it. Mm. Who was she having sex with the around that Who time? Wasn't she having sex with? We don't know. Anyway, shout out to the writers of Succession. So shout out to that. Shout out again. Shout out to tv series ending at a time not being mm-hmm. carried on just knowing when to end and i i hope that beef is done too i hope there's no season two because there doesn't need to be um but shout out to that just good work good work by all of y'alls so now we're on to politics as usual these are really um hard sad stories to talk about um but we would be remiss if we didn't as most of the country knows, on April 13th, Ralph Yarl, a 16-year-old black boy, rang the wrong doorbell in Kansas City around 10 p.m. He went to go pick up his twin brothers, went to the wrong house, um, and ended up being shot in his head and in his arm by an 84-year-old white man by the name of Andrew Lester, who just, I think today or yesterday, turned himself in. Yesterday, and he got out within four hours. They he got himself out a two hundred thousand dollar bail, I think it was. Um, within four hours, they have conflicting stories as to what to happen. What happened? Um, 
Lester says that he was woken up out of his bed, um, that the young boy was pulling at his door, that he got really, really scared, and he shot those two shots, whereas the young boy says that he was knocking, all he did was knock, and that he was shot in his head and then in his arm and then told to uh, don't come around here. He went to multiple homes asking for help, and I suppose that nobody answered the door. They denied they weren't there, um, and ultimately was helped by someone and sent um, to the hospital. And a lot of um, folks, of course, are all upset, saying that it was, you know, of course, um, related to race and upset that Lester wasn't immediately charged. As of now, he is facing first-degree assault, Mm -hmm. um, as well as criminal armed action. Uh, He's, I, I suppose, trying to use the defense, and his attorney are trying to use the defense of stand your ground. Um, I think the hardest, the part that makes me weep around this is his mother, the young boy's mother went on the news. I forgive me. I don't know exactly who he was. She was talking to, um, but she was saying that, you know, the boy is doing well physically and recovering, but that he's very quiet and that he doesn't talk often. And he's just tears, buckets of tears are just streaming down his Mm. face that he can't stop crying and like the emotional trauma of it and I think about the trauma of course of being shot almost losing your life and then looking for help and not be given any help for whatever reason maybe the people weren't home but the terror of that and the feeling so helpless um yeah just the the PTSD that he is experiencing and then having a conflicting story of of somebody, you know, insinuating that he was um, a threat to them. Mm -hmm. I just, I just cannot imagine what he's experiencing. Then following that um, on Tuesday, two teen cheerleaders were shot in Austin. Another, you know, random act of violence the girls were um at a a place where they do their car share after a late um cheerleading practice one of the gar girls after leaving the cheerleading practice went into what she thought was her car but there was Mm -hmm. a passenger in the seat she got scared jumped out went back to her friend's car that passenger then got out of his car she rolled down the window to tell him like, yo, there was some confusion. He then shot into the car, grazing her, but hitting the driver of the car in the back and leg, leaving her in critical condition. That driver being like a star, um, a, a star cheerleader, like an icon is how they described her. She's in critical condition right now. And I don't know exactly when this happened, but similarly in upstate New York, a 20-year-old woman was shot and killed. Three of her mm-hmm. friends were trying to this is recent. pull up into another friend's house in rural New, New York. 
All they did was pull up to the house, realize that it was the wrong house, turn their car around when the homeowner stepped out onto his porch, fired two shots, and killed one of the drivers. I mean, I think about, um, you think about, I guess as a mother, you think about, like Jolie doesn't walk home from the bus by herself right now, which like I'm kind of like over, like come on now, she's 12, she can walk by herself, but her father really is against that. But, you know, you th- you think about how much you try to protect your your children and inevitably they have to go out into this world and navigate it by themselves. And this terrified me. This just made me mm. so scared because these kids aren't doing anything you know, it's one thing if you're like hanging out on this, you know, the street in the hood in the wrong place, dr- bad company. These kids are just these are common mistakes. They're just being human. They're just out in the world by themselves, like and being shot at. And you sent me this really poignant, I think, um, tweet tweet by someone, B-Boy. J-B-O-U-I-E on Twitter. Child, bless his brilliant mind. I cannot say that name. But he wrote, I think our national experiment in freely giving deadly weapons to anyone who wants one and cultivating an atmosphere of paranoia and fear is going extremely well. Of course, he's, you know, um, being sarcastic or sardonic. Is that sardonic? Made that word up. Think it's right. <laughs> we'll, y'all will let us know. <laughs> no, wait. But um, you were doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. So, grimly mocking or cynical. That's so good. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I got nervous. Like, wait. The edible also hit. So I keep going, please. I think that hits it on the head. This combination of paranoia fear and like this violence that is protected and upheld and like or this possibility of violence with Always. guns mm-hmm. that is like people want to protect at all costs that's like ingrained in america is like your right to bear arms mm-hmm. mixed with paranoia and fear feels like oh yes this is the route that has to be like pulled up which is just what the fuck is wrong with them? Why would you go I'm, and shoot out of your... Why would you do that? Why are you so scared? Oh. <laughs> it's getting crazy over here. Is everything okay? <laughs> it's getting wild on these streets. These dogs is out here. I'm sorry. I thought I was hearing things. So I was <laughs> like, wait. a werewolf of my community. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait. Something just changed. <laughs> No, and I don't mean to laugh at this at all because none of this is, I'm not laughing at this at all. There were literally howling wolves they in were. the background it of Shanti's it, audio. It was adding to the ominous vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I sent you that tweet because it does sum it up perfectly. It, it's also It's also coupled with ignorance. It's coupled with, I don't know you, so I should fear you. Obviously, obviously the situation with brother Ralph Yarl in Kansas has racial undertones, overtones. I mean, 
There's no way that that guy shoots a white woman at his door. I just, I will never believe it. I, I won't. It's a 16 year old kid and his mom, bless her heart. When she was speaking about this, she was kind of casual in a way where I felt like, oh my, like she's traumatized by this or, or either that or used to it. And it made me really sad. She was like stoic and stoic in a way where like, it was also a bit casual or it just appeared that she just was glazed. It was there was like oh yeah, she's just glazed over, traumatized, traumatized, traumatized. and tired, mm-hmm. and tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I saw people still trying to divide. Van Lathan put on um his Instagram of like someone comparing the fact of how much money was raised. Um, for the young woman who lost her life. What, what was her name? Let me say that, ladies. Did you put her name here in New York? Kaylin Gillis. Gillis. Um, for Kaylin Gillis versus uh, Ralph Yarl. And they were like, look, this this young woman, she died and nobody cares about her. One black kid shot and lives and everybody gives him you know, there was this outpouring of mm, support mm. and Van had tweeted like they don't even want us to care for one another. Mm. And it was like. So that's part of it. That is a big part of this. And then you have the overall like the overarching thing that is fear what because racism so is built of? from fear. What are they so And they're scared so scared of, of you have the racial thing but then you just have fear in general yeah why did that you just have that? everybody's out to get me why? it's me versus everyone else there's it and it's rooted in like ignorance it's rooted in greed it's rooted in all the things oh i and i, I feel like we it's do deep s- fear insecurity loneliness of course i don't know if it's it's greed and f- i guess I don't some know. of it is because if you if, you, if there's only enough for me mm, scarcity then there's yeah. okay and the, the scarcity mm-hmm. aspect of it is I like see. there's only enough for me there's not enough for me yeah or that mm-hmm. or even worse mm-hmm. so i have to protect what's mine now if somebody comes into my house of course it's your home yada 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 but if somebody knocked at my door like i'm not automatically assuming that but then I heard people arguing in some of these places, no one knocks on your door mm-hmm. That's uh, that yeah. you don't know. Yeah. It, of course, it's a threat. Yeah. In some of these places, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. But it's still, it's like, I mean, I'm. There, it's a lack of, of humanity and, and feeling connected. I don't, and understanding. And understanding. I think that is, if there is compassion, if there is empathy, if there is, um, and there is, there has to exist for these people that the shooters as well why are they yeah the question is why are they so scared why why are we creating such an uh, atmosphere of of fear what the fuck is on your mind bro like and and fucking that old man looked <sighs> fucked up child he was unwell <laughs> he did he looked like what he's his mental is as soon as they posted him Every uh, I saw so many people say, well, this 
suddenly this story, I, I know exactly what happened here. That poor baby. Suddenly Those it all makes poor sense. Poor babies, all of them. I'm so sorry to Kaylin. I'm so sorry to that girl and the trauma of her friends. You're yeah. just making a mistake. Do you know how many times? Let me tell you something, though. When I'm but then in we're rural not even getting to PA, if I'm in rural areas, I am scared as shit more than I am Absolutely. in a North Philly any day. Absolutely. I am terrified to make a mistake. Do you remember when I hit that deer? Yes. And I was in rural fucking yes. PA and that guy came up to the car to check on me, saw who it was, and I had a head wrap on that he was like, what are you doing around hey, here? Girl, it was, what does it, there was no speak more. Speak of being a black man. What to speak right. of being a black and man. I, and I, in that moment, because somebody else came up and there's a whole huge, you know, Trump sticker on his car, leaned into my proximity to whiteness. I said, my aunt lives around here. And he's like, who's your aunt? And I say her name. I can, I can call her. I can call her. And immediately when she got out her car, the first thing she said was, Antoinette, get in the car. Because she knew. She knew. And it's like that shit, yo, it's, it's so deeply rooted, that fear. I'm, and part of it, I think, is being having some exposure as well. Like we live in a city, we see different people. Maybe our fear factor isn't the same because we we interact with people more often. We we have a more of an understanding of, we're, or we're more tapped into who actually is dangerous because we have to be. I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to understand it as well and you can't no this is just a. but this is also a conditioning yeah no there's an underlying thing and it, it is fear and it's now it's perpetuated even more because ain't no way the mother the and now it's anger and rage in mix like who knows and he shot him twice um anyway the, we're not even getting to the discrepancy and we probably don't have time the discrepancy in the guy who shot those two cheerleaders was locked up immediately and still is locked up versus the guy who shoots this young black well, boy. Well, because there's this stand your ground, right? There is. This is 10 p.m. He's an old man. He say he's knocking on your no, door. No, no, no. I'm saying the discrepancy in how quickly they were mm. locked up and charged mm -hmm. because that shooter with the young girls is not a white man. Mm -hmm. He's a man of color. So he's locked up, still locked up, Whereas the other guy, what what is your take on the Latino man's? Um, why would he do that? I have no idea. Why would he? Do I have that? no idea. None. And we're not even touching the fact why do they have access to these deadly weapons as as readily as they do? If this is the decision making, I saw a really. I, I and we cannot get into it, but there was an incredible episode of Higher Learning. Um. And I'm going to look it up right now. And they were interviewing a, a gentleman. He's a writer and he works for Bossup, but he's also a gun owner and, and I think person who like trains people. I don't know what they're called. I don't remember right now, but there's a name. And he had a, an amazing conversation, black man, around why people want the bear to, the right to bear arms, excuse me. And why he is for every sort of weapon, even the ones that we consider semi-automatics. 
And there was a point in that conversation. Here it is. A regular black conversation about guns with Jason Jolly. A regular, like, it, it, was, it was really interesting to hear his perspective. It was the first time that someone had ever shown me the side that that side where I wasn't saying, hmm, if we, how do we restrict these access to these guns? If we make classes mandated, well, then you're, th those classes are thousands and thousands of dollars. So then you, there's a certain demographic of person that can't legally get a gun. Mm -hmm. And so now class is in play. <clears throat> it, it was, it was really interesting. I didn't agree with 80% of what he said, but it made enough sense to me where I understood the argument is all I'm saying. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I do. I think guns, restricting guns are important, but I think this conversation around fear is, um, yes. Is, it's never going to happen on a national level, but wouldn't that be nice if, if we, yeah. This next one, I don't think we have time for, but I do at some point, maybe next week, if something huge doesn't happen within politics, I want to talk about America and China vying for influence, excuse me, of America and China, yeah, vying for influence over Africa. And it, China's in this that is a bitch. really interesting, huh? China's in that bitch. Oh, baby girl, China's more than we know. Part of their development infrastructure. They're yes, like building everything. That shit out. But Smart. also, you know, Brilliant. you see why Kamala went over. So I just want to get into that a little bit. And shout out to the listener who sent that article over and said they China wanted us to talk about it. Mm -mm, never. Uh, can we we can skip this. This AI music trend is stressing me out. We trend need to girl, do it's not a trend, internet. You keep I know that <laughs> this AI I, shit is about is to here. take our jobs. It's, it's but listen, there's some there's an there's a person who's giving back this very prestigious award in Europe. Mm -hmm. It's like the top you you took the best photograph mm -hmm. this year ever, and the person was like, you know what, this has gone too far. I can't accept this award. This was done by AI. But he did it as a point of revealing what AI is capable yes. of he did it as a statement more than as a as a plagiarism right i think so yeah listen Tricky. ai's here rihanna's killing them covers though <laughs> she eating y'all asses up for them covers i said Damn. i did not like cuff it at all hated it <laughs> did you hear the j one the jay-z one uh-uh oh man no. they had anyway i'm concerned I don't like it, oh, and out, girl. this terrifies me. Also, these new robot dogs in New York, we need to talk about that, too. We need to have a whole episode on AI and robots. Have you Black Mirror with those dogs in it? No. Oh, my God, Antoinette. Oh, my God. Send me that one episode. That I would, it it's going bed. to make those you really upset. All I got to say is Black Mirror with those same fucking robot dogs, child. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that anyway. sounds terrible. Who? Why? Whole episode what? coming up. <sighs> Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan. Our boy Jonathan is what in the? Not our boy. I jump ship. What after this in latest? The world. 
Um, recently, Jonathan Majors, he was dropped from his management company, Entertainment 360, as well as his PR firm, as well as his partnership with Valentino. And he was also asked politely by Hollywood to not attend the Met this year. It's just not a good look. Um, Jonathan is preparing for a May 8th court appearance on his domestic violence charges. And girl... The plot motherfucking thickens. Apparently, multiple alleged abuse victims are coming forward and they are cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The prospect of more women waiting in the wings could mark a dramatic turn in the case and comes on the heels of majors, major losses this week as his reputation slowly dies in the public eye but disney has yet to say anything child they said disney someone is reporting that inside disney they are saying that they may recast him and that it might be uh they're they're looking for a damson idris type it's the young boy from Snowfall. I'm a hater, but I'm he, not that. Imp- I have. I'm a shut up because I have watched you've nothing. Never seen him so action anything. But I don't. I he ain't got the juice to me. You haven't seen him. He can. He can um, transform. Mm. He. He's. He's done these very interesting. I think that's probably why they're looking at him or his type, whatever the fuck that means. A he's black done. man. His type. No, no, no. He's he it, on, on his show. There was a like a point where one, he's nothing like the character that he plays on the show. So that's amazing. Even his, his mannerisms, everything, his voice. But then there's also a point where that character is on like, um, PCP <laughs> for a bit. Excuse me? And he goes into these different iterations of himself and these different characters around him back to back to back where he's like morphing into all these different people. And everybody was like, what the, he was pretty excellent. He's a British trained. They they're trained different there, but he I don't know. The, he was doing what basically Jonathan Majors' character does. It's like he's all these different villains mm. all in one. Mm. I anyway, I'm not excited about it. But that also is v- unfounded. Somebody could have just decided that and put that on Twitter and spread that. Majors this attorney, is not good. Priya Chaudhry has said, Jonathan Majors is innocent and has not abused anyone. We have provided irrefutable evidence to the district attorney that the charges are false. We are confident that he will be fully exonerated. Strong statements, Priya. Very strong. I guess you want an attorney that says that shit, though. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> nigga. Don't be over here talking about <laughs> nothing else, but then we about to... She said, yeah, nigga. <laughs> That's what I want my attorney to say. So that's what she's saying. Mm. So I've done a little bit of research, looking at the comments, how people are responding at this most recent um, development about multiple alleged abuse victims, which I have heard from the streets. You know, the streets have been talking that there were more that were going to come out the woodwork. So this is very interesting that the next day here we. Yeah, we both heard from them. Ciao. So lots of niggas is like, no, nah, he innocent until proven guilty. What happened to <laughs> that? All of a sudden, you know, we just going to count this it's man true. out. Believe these women. <laughs> when do we believe women? And then <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> 
is like, nah, he's done. It, all I had to hear was one time, short lived. Bye. That's a shame. Really was rooting for you. How do you feel, Antoinette? How, How do I feel? I feel like I'm ready to jump ship. I, I feel that way, not because of, I mean, I feel that way. I will say that someone I personally know let me know that this was probably going to happen. And I was like, oh, damn. Somebody that just random girl that I know who has seen it, some interesting behavior. So I heard that and was like, oh, well, damn. And I was, I'm still sad. I'm really disappointed. I'm, I'm really I'm disappointed. Still, yeah. I'm also sitting with how a part of me um, is ready for redemption or ready for him. Like, I'm like, damn, this is so, you know. I'm still hoping it's false. That shit I know there's still this thing in me. It's like, but still maybe. But even if it is true, is is this is is he? Is there no redemption for him? Let me let me just go down a list. Uh, only no no wait. Only if he admits it. Mike Tyson has fucked up in his life. Mike Tyson admits every bit of it and has worked to be something else. I have so much love for that man because he's done. He's done. Listen, you listen to Mike Tyson, some stuff might be questionable. There's no doubt that that man Mike has done to, some to serious work. For rape, child, which he. I know. You know. Um, now, I, that's, I mean, on a spiritual level, I. I know that there's space for redemption. I think, you know, um, wanting to, knowing that there was everybody was rooting for him knowing that he was on a on the climb highlight climax girl he was edging and it was about to woohoo it was about to be a thing for him <laughs> and then to see that ripped have him sabotage himself that's it he did it to himself is so oh. is it just a collective like damn disappointment and grieving i think for a lot of folks and anger and dismissal i think a lot of people like fuck that but i'm I, the, you know what there's a list of famous people lots of them white who have been convicted have gone to jail for domestic um battery and i don't know why i'm sharing this list i don't know why i'm sharing i don't know what this statement is actually saying so i want to be clear in that and um i don't and it's, I want to be also clear that I was at the, all of this was at a different time in the culture. So in ways that we think that these people may have been redeemed is probably because they had never been properly held accountable in the first fucking place. That part. But Chris Brown, Mel Gibson, Sean Penn, Nicolas Cage, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Rodman, to whom he was about to portray. I forgot about that. Steven Seagal. Chad Ochocinco, Fab I has yet to be held fucking accountable for his behavior. Who else is another one? Um, Dr. Dre. A long list. I I have a whole list. I can't stand Fab or Dr. Dre for that. I really and struggle. have never been collectively 
um, held accountable for that. So it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, it's really sad to see this play out. I can't, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Well, what would the collective responsibility look like? I mean, I think dismissing anybody, uh, even going back to David Cho, I think the collective dismissing of anybody, I don't know, again, if we've talked about this over and over, if the culture, if we as individuals are ever ready to do that work of uh, collectively forgiving or allowing for a space of redemption i think we always think the case is closed of like oh you did a thing that's your punishment boom bang we all feel good about it but what does it look like how do you figure it out i think that i think the conversation is that there is space for redemption in the first place you made an error you made a mistake and you can recover and the goal is for your recovery and i don't think that that's ever what we want to see from people that we prove that are proven guilty about things. It's like, oh, you you have to pay. Yeah, I ask that because I I sometimes think that the group think around that with, oh, you're cast aside, you're an outcast, has to do with the fact that no one really knows what those steps are. And so it's this, well, I'd rather just cast you aside than have to figure out how you get back in this bitch. I think it's just- like it, it just makes sense that you're done. Yeah, I mean, at the com- and- And the pathway isn't clear. Maybe just the idea of like you you made a mistake, but you can be redeemed. Like what happened? Are you okay? What's good with you, bro? What happened? Mm. But it's not like that. I mean, even for all these, because that would have to apply. <laughs> that would just have to be a, a collective um, response to error. But I don't know if we're ready for that. I don't know if I'm ready for that in a lot of ways, child. It's just easier to be like, oh, you're bad. Bye get you lay in the bed you slept in you figure that out yourself that's your own spiritual journey we don't have anything to do with that Hmm. i feel i feel really sad and sorry for him i also feel sad and sorry for whatever jamie fox is going through what the fuck is going on with jamie fox nobody knows i don't like this He's Some unwell. people are saying that they think he suffered from a stroke, but he's asked for, you know, the, the family rather has asked for privacy. But it's interesting that there's no statements from Jamie himself. It's just that one statement from his daughter saying that he's, she needs prayers for him. So that makes me think that he is not speaking at the moment. Cause I would think that he would say, thank you so much. Do you know, continued prayers for me. Appreciate you. I don't know why I feel so upset by this. Cause like, I don't be thinking because about it's Jamie really Fox. upsetting. I don't be thinking about him though. Like when, even when you Jamie comes up, I'll be like, Oh, him. but the love somebody, it's somebody's baby. And it's somebody who's a, 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 a star and a, and a, a human. He's beloved. Like we, I he's didn't know I loved beloved. him. I didn't know I be- he was that beloved to yes. me. I love Jamie. Yes. I don't like this. Please. And he's too young. He's too young and talented and, and yeah. works so hard. Yes. Oh, no. I don't like it. And also like seemingly happy and goofy and living his, uh, his best life. 
Like always had a, uh, how many times is Antoinette going to say Van Lathan? Van. Jesus Christ. But I saw this too because it was beautiful. He had, I saw someone. You got time re- to be listening and re- watching the, that show. No, he, no, listen, he didn't do it on the show. Someone, I saw it on someone's stories. Somebody else had taken a picture. I think the shade room picked it up. I don't know. I saw it somewhere. And he, it was like, name, tell me a good story about Jamie Foxx. And it was, a t- and he was like, start the thread. And it was a thread long of all these people saying like, oh, he found out I was celebrating my birthday at the same spot he was. And my name was uh, Jamie. He paid for X amount of dollars that da, da, da. somebody else is saying, Oh, we came in really late to my restaurant, but he paid the entire kitchen staff wait service that just him doing a bunch of nice shit for people. It was beautiful. The thread was beautiful. No one had anything bad to say. That doesn't make sense. Those people are supposed to live. Now don't go. And I pray he does. Yeah, I'm hoping that he, you know, had a, maybe had a stroke and, is recovering. He's just got a journey ahead of him, you know? Ciao. I don't want the ladder. Well, is that the end of the episode or do we want to end with this here? <laughs> I didn't put this on here, Crazy Biggie. But do we want to end with this? Sure. I was surprised to find out that Monique is gay. And I was delighted. I don't think she said that. Yes, she did. She said. She said she was gay, or she said that she was qu- queer or bi. Queer and gay are the same things. You know that, right? No. Queer and gay are, are the they? same things. Lesbian is specific. Lesbian is I only like. Wait, why can't men have something that's specific to them? I only like men. I think gay is. Is for gay men. for men? Yeah. Girl, Shanti. no. I think you're I grew up my whole life like you gay and that's for both men and women. (laughs) You gay. No. Use especially of a man. But gay or romantically attracted exclusively to a people of one's own sex or gender used especially of a man, but not specifically just for men. Okay, continue. So she could say I'm gay. She queer and gay, but she's not a lesbian. She's bisexual. Gay would imply that she, if if she's a woman saying it, gay would imply that she's only gay for women. But she's just we gotta shut the fuck up. Somebody (laughs) that's gay or queer or a lesbian, please let us know what the proper thing is. Cause I swear to God, like I said, my whole childhood, you, you gay. We just learned all of this shit. <laughs> Stop, please, please. <laughs> all right. I apologize. I'm only no, joking. I'm joking, but still confused right here. Anyway, she went on her Netflix special. She said, uh, she was talking about her relationship with her grandmother who was, um, homophobic, you know, religious woman, not mm-hmm. accepting, of her i guess that was monique's aunt and the grandmother's daughter um so she had this narrative and this understanding immediately that she couldn't be her fullest self so she hid it she said i promised that i would never tell anyone that i would take that to my grave because i saw how they treated the people in my family with that disease quote unquote because they made us believe that it was disease right but she just 
share that she found unconditional acceptance from her husband of 17 years. Shout out to Sydney Hicks. And she said, she said to him, daddy, I want to be with another woman sexually. And she said, he looked at her and said, bitch, me too. (laughs) (laughs) She said, he looked at me so beautifully and so patient and so loving and said, bitch, me too. So shout out to her because I feel like that's a big thing for that generation to come out and share their queerness um, at their big age, at their late age, and kind of unravel some of the feelings that they had that they had to suppress for so long and weren't given the chance to explore. So shout out to all all the old heads doing gay shit. I love that for (laughs) y'all. I do. And we're just getting freer and freer, child. <laughs> Internet is high because this is not that funny. She's <laughs> she's high. She took an edible, and I'm so happy that you have this laughter after having a rough day. So, no, you don't hear yourself. <laughs> you sound like the raggedy ass kids in Philly. In Philly, in that's how I used to that's say. Why. That's why I'm laughing. She was like, shout out to the people who gay. <laughs> gay. You gay. It's terrible and that's, traumatizing. And I apologize to those that are triggered. But I, my conditioning is con- condition, and that's, that was. No, it's terrible. It was but, terrible. But we weren't even using the word right. Like, that's how dumb. I can't stand We us. weren't. No. It's terrible. Especially the black community. A mess. Don't let, don't let Sean. What's her name? Jo- no, Jolie going to be. Dola Jolie. She going to know more stuff than I am. She going to be like. Please, God. Girl. These kids, going they going to be all right. Oh, my God. That's a whole other story that I have to share. Do I have to share that? <laughs> that's not funny. Why are we laughing at so many <laughs> things that aren't funny on this episode? We apologize. Okay, We're not. No. Let's Thank you so ahead. much for listening to another episode of Around the Way Curls. You can catch our next episode coming on Thursday. So y'all enjoy the rest of your week until we meet again. Internet is... She also apologizes for eating <laughs> this episode and offering the ASMR you didn't know you needed. <laughs> I moved back. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>